Yes, this is Kellen, and welcome to the Kellen Rowland Show. Holy moly, LeBron James is a Laker. Wow. No, this is not an alternative universe. This is not the Twilight Zone. You are not dreaming. For everyone who hates the Lakers, I hope you enjoyed the past five years when we sucked, because now we are back. LeBron James, 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 LeBron You know, now that the euphoria has, you know, worn off, we really have to ask ourselves, and I got to talk about this, is just what does it mean to have LeBron as a Laker? You know, aside from the basketball point of view, which is he's the best player in the world, so we obviously want him on our team. So let's just get that out of the way. And let's also acknowledge that obviously we're welcoming him to Los Angeles. I mean, it's literally like the entire city is going crazy. I was getting sushi the other night and I was wearing my Lakers hat and legitimately random people in the restaurant were like looking at me and giving me like a thumbs up and being like, yeah, like it was, I got to admit, I mean, it, it feels like the old days when, you know, Kobe was at the top of his game and the Lakers were winning championships. I mean, this guy, LeBron, he is literally at this point, he's like a universe. He, he has his own atmosphere the entire mood and vibe and energy in Los Angeles changed. The whole city is on fire. Like everyone is excited. There's a pep in their step. Everybody is looking forward to opening night. You know, seeing LeBron walk out of that tunnel, throw that powder in the air as a Laker, it's going to be surreal. It really is. I mean, this guy was, you know, look, he he's the greatest player in the world right now. But, you know, the, the one thing that, you know, I want to talk about is, you know, what were the feelings of LeBron prior to him signing as a Laker? And I think we just all have to have a moment of just honesty and transparency here. Because, you know, Lakers, Los Angeles is kind of broken down into two buckets, right? There's... Laker fans that are hardcore Laker fans, which is anything that's good for the franchise is good for the Lakers, and that's good for them. Then there's the Kobe fans, right? The fanatics, which are just basically diehard. Anything about Kobe is Kobe is the best. Everything about Kobe is good. And anything that challenges Kobe is a problem and something they don't like, which is interesting, right? And sometimes those two things are... They're the same people. You can be a Lakers fan and a hardcore Kobe fan, but there are some that are separated. And I got to keep it 100. I mean, I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a huge Kobe fan. I bleed purple and gold. When we're winning games, I'm happier. When we're losing, it, you know, I try not to let it affect me, but it definitely sucks when we suck. And then, you know, you got to really think. It's like, for me... I have not been a fan of LeBron James at all for any part of his career. He's always been a threat. He was either a threat to the Lakers because he was winning championships and he was the new best player in the NBA, and he also was a threat to Kobe. So if you were a diehard Laker fan like myself, 
you were not fucking with LeBron straight up. And I have friends that were like always LeBron fans. And I know people that are, they're LeBron fans, they're KD fans, they're Seth Curry fans, whatever. For me, I'm just not into that. Like I'm a Lakers fan. If you're on the Lakers, I fuck with you. If you're not on the Lakers, you know, sorry. I'm not in the business of being fans of all the other teams. And you know, if that's what you want to do, all good, right? Like the beauty of being a human and living in this world is that you have the ability to do whatever you feel is best. But for me, I'm a Lakers fan. So if it's good for the Lakers, it's good for me. But it's so weird and surreal that LeBron is now a Laker. It's insane. Like this guy went from being an enemy, a nemesis, a rival, to now he's the savior of Los Angeles. And I don't want to necessarily get into the whole legacy thing. I don't think it's going to do anything to Kobe's legacy because Kobe... Kobe was his own player. He's his own man. He's his own enigma, right? He's going to go on to so many other great things. And what he did for Los Angeles and what he did for basketball, it's inarguable. So what LeBron does in LA is not going to diminish anything that Kobe has done. The same way what Kobe did didn't diminish Magic. I mean, look, at the end of the day, Magic is arguably the biggest celebrity in Los Angeles right now. And everything that Kobe did, it actually only enhanced magic. So for anybody who's concerned with LeBron coming to LA and that kind of diminishing Kobe, you're not really looking at it from the long-term point of view. You know, in my opinion, you're playing chess, whereas I fucked that up, but I'm not going to edit it. You're playing checkers, but this is chess right? Checkers is one to two moves at a time. Chess, you might be setting up a move that's, you know, 10 moves away that only you know about. And right now, the past five years where the Lakers didn't make the playoffs, that diminishes every Laker legend's reputation. So when the Lakers aren't good, every Laker looks bad. When the Lakers are great, every Laker looks good. But again, man, I cannot fucking believe that LeBron James is a Laker. And I just got to keep it 100. I mean, I was not a LeBron fan. Now, early in his career, it was like, cool, this guy is so good. It's fun to watch just because he's such a great basketball player. But when it became clear that he was going to challenge the Lakers and challenge Kobe, I mean, I was rooting against him. I wanted to see him lose straight up. And that goes for anybody who's not in the Lakers. So as his career progressed and he started to ascend and Kobe and the Lakers started to descend, you know, it just, I mean, it basically sucked if you were a Lakers fan. And, you know, there was this moment where I think everybody in the NBA was looking for this epic rivalry between Kobe and LeBron. And, you know, to keep it 100%, it really just never happened. It didn't really materialize. You know, obviously they played, you know, in the regular season, you're going to play every team two to three times. And they would obviously like to put LeBron and Kobe against each other on Christmas Day. And you get great ratings. But 
they never met in the championship, right? Which was the ultimate dream, right? That probably would have been the highest rated finals of the NBA and kind of the modern history, just because there's such vitriol for you're either a Kobe guy, you're a LeBron girl, you're a LeBron guy, you're either you're either all hardcore Lakers or hardcore Heat or hardcore Cleveland. And, you know, there was obviously a lot of spite from Los Angeles because Pat Riley was such a major part of the Lakers franchise. And then he was also the architect of really catapulting LeBron's career, you know, to, you know, what I would say turning him into a true winning champion. He's always been a winner. You don't become LeBron without being a winner. But in Miami, it's like, I think he really learned how to go out there and lead and win and became the dominant basketball player that he is today. So it's like, damn, you know, we're sitting here and, you know, you watch Kobe's just, his career just falls off a cliff, um, you know, and it was, it was so sad to watch what happened to Kobe because the injuries really robbed him of those last few years. And, you know, I'd say that, the era between Dr. Bus and Genie Bus, the leadership in the front office was just atrocious. It was like, what are you guys doing? You know, there were some bad moves at the end of Dr. Bus as well. I mean, you can't let Lamar Odom leave with getting nothing. You can't let Pau Gasol leave and get nothing. You can't let Dwight Howard leave and get nothing. I mean, these are... You know, that was the old NBA, though. The old NBA, you just kind of waited around. Franchises would wait till these players would basically leave them high and dry. Whereas the new NBA, when these guys say they don't want to play here, they're traded for assets, which is the, the way to go. You know, and then obviously the the era before Jeannie had to, you know, let her brother go, you know, the moves were just atrocious, you know, like Luol Deng contract, Timothy Mozgov contract, just it seemed desperate and erratic. And then, you know, Jeannie Buss, I think she did one of the hardest things that any person has to do, which is, you know, when you have to let go of somebody in a work environment or a professional environment that, you know, you have a relationship with and, you know, kudos to her, you know, really at the end of the day, you know, magic's getting a lot of the credit right now. And, he deserves a lot of credit, but it really was Jeannie Buss because she set the table and she hired Magic and Rob. And, you know, since those guys got hired, I mean, they've just been virtually flawless. So, you know, now we're getting to this moment where the Lakers have went from essentially a joke. They were a joke. You know, D'Angelo Russell and that whole team, it just didn't really have a clear future to having one of the best young cores in the NBA. I think everybody can agree with that. To now having the best player in the world, LeBron James, and that young core, it's pretty wild. And I'll talk about the current Lakers roster and where, where they're going, but you know, I think just you know to go back to LeBron, it's like I never liked LeBron as a fan, and I've always kind of taken the Lakers and Kobe's side over LeBron. But I will, but something changed this year. And this is before he got signed to the Lakers where I had a totally different perception and a newfound respect. And I want to make this clear. My opinion of LeBron is just from a fan's perspective, like Lakers versus LeBron. Obviously, he's a good person. He does great things for his community. He's a good person, right? He's a great guy. 
But that's why we're fans, right? The whole point of being fans is you like one team and you don't like the other. If fans liked every team and you wanted everybody to win, sports wouldn't be the religion of the modern era, right? We all know that, right? Sports are religion, especially, I mean, and basketball and football is religion in America, MLB a little bit, and then soccer is religion worldwide, They worship at the altar of sport. So this past All-Star game was in Los Angeles, and I had the the pleasure of going. Thank you to the NBA. Appreciate it. So I went to the All-Star game, and and, this year was a new format. So Steph Curry was the captain of his team, and then LeBron was the captain of his team, and I had a view of the bench, and I could see both benches during the game. And you know, I had my eyes on LeBron a lot and, you know, you just noticed this guy was energetic. He was talking to all his teammates. He was on the sidelines. He was yelling, screaming, rooting for guys and like the energy there. And I was like, wow, this guy is pretty dope, right? It was like, it made me feel like, you know, maybe LeBron is, a, you know, maybe I need to give this guy a chance. And something happened, which totally made me like LeBron. And this is before him signing with the Lakers. So when you're about to go into the game, you go sit at the scorer's table and most players sit on the ground or they sit on the, you know, they sit on the scorer's table. And there was a player on LeBron's team, Gordon Drogic, which, you know, he's an NBA star. He's in the all-star game, but by no means is he a superstar. He's not a household name. And the quarter was coming to an end and Goran Dragic was about to check into the game. The quarter ended and so he wasn't going to get in, right? So he had to basically get up and go back to the bench. LeBron saw that he was over there and didn't get into the game, got off the bench, hustled down to the scorer's table and helped Goran Dragic up and walked them back to the bench. And, you know, me seeing that, especially in person when you're at the game, it just made me have a newfound respect for LeBron as just being like a really good teammate because he didn't have to do that. Like he didn't have to go help Goran Dragic up, but he did it, which showed me the kind of leader he is and the kind of teammate he is. And like that was kind of the moment where I was like, all right, this guy is, you know, obviously he's a great basketball player, but it made me appreciate him more as like a player and you know, what kind of energy he brought around the team. But at that point, I just kind of shrugged it off. It's not like I thought, hey, LeBron's going to be a Laker. And up until LeBron signing, you know, everybody posting and all the pundits and everybody saying that LeBron is going to become a Laker. Of course, I was caught up in the moment and I wanted to believe it. But in the pit of my stomach, I thought there was no chance in hell that that was going to happen. It just it seemed implausible to me that he would come to LA. Now, granted, there's always so many reasons, like he's got houses here and he wants to expand his production career and all these things that he wants to do outside of sports. But at the same time, LeBron James is a Laker. It just didn't seem possible. And then over the weekend, I was trying to record a podcast and I had mouth surgery two weeks ago And I couldn't record. I was trying to, but my mouth hurts so bad. So I was trying to record and I was like trying to do this whole thing about how the Lakers hadn't made a move during, you know, free agency. And I was going to talk about that. And then I got a text message that LeBron signed a contract with the Lakers. And literally 
I mean, I don't want to, when I say my life changed forever, I know that might sound overreaching, but I live in Los Angeles. I'm a Lakers season ticket holder. I'm a lifelong fan. I bleed purple and gold. So yeah, I mean, in a way, my life changed forever. Like we now have the best player in the world on a four-year contract. So, you know, I guess the kind of like, before I talk about, you know, where the Lakers are currently at and, you know, what I think of the roster, hey, LeBron, I couldn't be happier that you're a Laker. It's so amazing. Our leadership of Genie Bus, Rob Polinka, Magic, and Luke, I mean, they're really pulling off a miracle by signing you. I didn't, I wasn't rooting for you before, but you are a Laker now. And, you know, like Kobe said, welcome to the family. And I will proudly become an incredible, devoted fan of LeBron now. And all the things that used to I used to not like about LeBron, I get to love. Because he's no longer doing it to us. It's kind of like, at the end of the day, the whole point of sport is someone wins and someone loses. So when someone is great and they're not on your team... All that really means is that it's the inverse is that your team is getting their ass kicked. So you kicked our ass for many years. Now you're on our squad and now we're going to kick everyone else's ass. So, wow. So LeBron James. So, you know, it's uh, we've come a long way. You know, I feel like we have a, you know, we've had a long lasting relationship. Welcome to LA. I can't wait to see you around. Not that I probably will. Maybe we'll run into each other at Irwan and, you know, maybe you'll hear this podcast. The chances are very slim, but if you do, welcome to LA. If you have any questions about where to get a good cup of coffee, um, donuts on the weekends or anything of that nature, I got you. Welcome to LA and let's win a championship. I mean, that's really what this is all about. Like at the end of the day, the Lakers, our floor is excellence. That's the the opening line for the Lakers. 16 championships. We don't raise division banners. We don't celebrate non-championship years. There's a video of Kobe He's, it's in the finals and they're up 2-0 and this reporter is like, Kobe, you're not smiling. You're, you're up 2-0. And Kobe just, you know, in classic Kobe Bryant fashion, scowls at him and goes, is the job done? And the reporter goes, no. And he goes, exactly. The job's not done. And it's like, all right, Kobe. Which I also have to say, Kobe Bryant has... Well, now the Lakers have two of the best memes ever on the internet, ever in NBA basketball. So one, the Kobe Bryant video where Matt Barnes tries to fake like he's going to throw the ball in Kobe's face and Kobe doesn't flinch. That's the hardest shit I've ever seen in sports. If you have another moment in sports that you want to send to me and say that it's better, please do. But as of everything I've seen in sports, that was the most gangster thing I've ever seen. Okay, so now let's talk about the Lakers. Where they currently stand. So they trade for LeBron James. They renounce Julius Randle. Thank you for your service. They sign JaVel McGee. They sign Lance Stevenson. And they sign Rajon Rondo. There's been a lot of commentary that these are not good signings and what are they doing and everybody needs to have shooters around LeBron. 
I think there's two things here. Number one, everybody's seeming to forget that we still have Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and Kyle Kuzma, and Lonzo Ball, which prior to two weeks ago, that was the Lakers starting lineup. So now you have all these veterans. Kuzma can hit a three. Josh Hart can hit a three. And I think Brandon Ingram's going to have an incredible jump this year. It's unclear if Lo- if Lonzo's going to be on the team if he doesn't get traded, but we'll see about that. And as far as Lance Stevenson and Rajon Rondo, I mean, I think, you know, I'll kind of say what, you know, we've been talking about and then Colin Cowherd said this really well, but like, dude, these are straight up dogs. You know, you got to bring some guys around LeBron that are straight competitors. Like this whole concept that, you know, these are bad signings. Like, dude, Rajon Rondo is one of the smartest guys in the NBA. Like he's going to compete every single night. He can create a play. He's an incredible passer, and he's not going to back down from anything. And on top of that, I mean, Lance Stevenson, yeah, he's fucking crazy, but he is going to play his ass off. Oh, that's the second meme. The second meme, which is honestly the funniest meme, is Lance Stevenson blowing in LeBron's ear. I mean, this guy's nuts. But the way that I would look at it is like Lance Stevenson, and he's not the same player as as, uh, Dennis Rodman, but... You look at what happened with Dennis Rodman when he went to the Bulls and Michael really brought the best out of Dennis. And the one thing about LeBron is he's going to bring order and culture to any team that he plays with. I mean, his work ethic and the way he does things, I mean, it gets everybody in line. So when you look at a guy like Lance Stevenson, I mean, he's going to thrive in that environment. And JaVel McGee, I mean, that guy, he can play. I mean, he's like, he's a goofy guy, but he's a great locker room guy and you know, he'll give you good minutes, he'll catch lobs, and, you know, he'll play good defense, and then he'll probably trip running backwards down the floor and make Shockton a fool, which I'm perfectly fine with. So, you know, the Lakers are in an interesting spot. You know, there's still a lot of talk. Are they going to trade for Kawhi? Now there's some rumblings about changing, uh, trading for Damian Lillard, which I think that would be awesome. I think that kid is just such a good shooter. He's pretty much amazing. Um, I'm looking right now on Twitter. It looks like there's no new news as far as, uh, any signings as of right now, but yeah, you know, so it's exciting times. And, uh, you know, as a, as again, as a lifelong Lakers fan, it's pretty wild that LeBron James is now a Los Angeles Laker. So as far as Laker Nation and, you know, the rest of, you know, my Laker fans and for all the Laker haters, oh my God, I'm so happy for you guys. There is nothing better than hating on the non-Lakers fans. Oh, you guys must be so pissed off now that the Lakers have LeBron and we love it. So we will win a championship in the next three years. I will put that as a fact. The Lakers will absolutely sign a major free agent in the next two years to join LeBron. And these young kids, if they are currently on the roster when this season starts, are going to surprise a lot of people. So it's a surreal time. It's an amazing time if you are in Los Angeles. And if you're just a fan of the NBA, enjoy this moment. 
You know, the NBA is better when the Lakers are better. Whether you're a Lakers fan or you're a Lakers hater, it's way more interesting when the Lakers are good. And now the Lakers are back. Bottom line is we're going to get to probably the second round of the playoffs. And then at that point, second round of the playoffs with LeBron, anything can happen. So it's pretty wild. I am beyond happy. And again, LeBron, welcome to LA. You know, I know you understand that a lot of us hardcore Laker fans weren't rooting for you before, but I think that's what you would expect. I mean, you root for the team. But now that you're in the family, we're going to love you like we love every other Laker, and we're going to support you, and we're going to support the Lakers franchise and really cheer you guys on to becoming excellent. And, you know, if when you win a championship here and you've won a championship for three teams, you know, you're carving your own lane of greatness, and we couldn't be happier to be a part of the process. And, yeah, it's a pretty wild time. So, that's what I got for you today. And, you know, I'll be back in a couple days with another podcast and, you know, it'll be a little different kind of back to our normal topics, but I had to just get this Lakers pod out while this is happening. And, you know, it is July 4th today. Um, happy independence day to everybody. Uh, you know, enjoy your barbecue and going out there and probably drinking and eating and, you know, don't do anything stupid. Don't drink and drive. And, you know, hey, we're on Apple Podcasts now, so I'm really excited about that. So please subscribe, rate, review, share the pod. You know, subscriptions and reviews help more people find the podcast. And, you know, I'm doing this podcast because I know that, you know, when I teach and I talk about things that are important to me, it helps me learn them and it holds me accountable. And I appreciate you guys tuning in and, you know, being a part of this with me and, you know, well, let's go Lakers.